only to challenge you to go search it out for yourself. Is that all right? Hallelujah. I don't think we're going to be far off base, brother. I think we're going to preach what the pastor would want. But I challenge you, take this home. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to go down there in just a moment, and we're going to go, uh, amen, to the lead text uh, tonight. Brothers, if you could get ready, Brother Screen, uh, amen. If this ties in, I don't know if you could go from that to the PowerPoint, but Second uh, Peter chapter, uh, amen, number three, I believe it is, and verse number one, going to read all the way to five, uh, amen. And I think verse five is on the slides, but I want to start a little earlier on that tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Could we do that right now? Father, we thank Thank you for your presence. And in your presence is fullness of joy. God, we want to comprehend that with our spirit tonight. Amen. That there's joy unspeakable and full of glory in your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're asking that you'd help us, melt us, mold us, and make us. Amen. Help us to receive what we have need of, God. Let it become faith in the fiber of our soul. Divinity in the DNA of what we're talking about tonight. Help us to be quick to give you the praise. We ask these things. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you place your Bible down? Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time, somebody. Could you do that? Hallelujah. How many are still glad when they said unto you, let us go to the house? Glad to be here on a Monday night. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Could you turn around, shake five, six, seven hands tonight? We're going to get a little prepared here. Uh, amen. Somebody, if you will. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Brothers, feel free to dim those lights if you will. Amen. We're going to go right into the slide in just a moment. Uh, but I want to read, and this is Second Peter. Uh, amen. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse number 1. I hope I have that right. And then the slide will take up on verse number 5. But I want to read just a little earlier in the scripture. Praise God. Amen. How many can see the screens quite well? Uh, amen. And if you need to move around, now's a great time to move around. I spoke to Brother Caleb um, uh, Sampson, and I, I know that we've touched base on this subject before, uh, uh, amen, at the uh, older facility, uh, amen. And he said, Brother, please, amen, let's just do this again. Uh, brother, I felt good in my spirit about it. Pastor, I feel really good about it. I know you have as well. And uh, so we're going to do just that. Uh, there's, I, I think this is just wonderful that this can still be fresh to a church that's already heard uh, much of what we're going to say for the fact that there's so many new faces here that's a great great problem hallelujah matter of fact pastor i was up on the platform a moment ago and i just felt in my spirit uh, how many are ready for by, by the time of the middle of next year amen to be gathering in another 50 people amen to lighthouse apostolic praise god come on because they're going to be coming in. They're going to be coming in. And somebody's got to be, amen, God-given ready to say, Lord, amen. Oh, amen. How many receive that in Jesus' name? I'm believing. I'm believing the Lord with you. 
What I love about it, Pastor, it's not just come and go for Sister Nalika and I, but when the Lord drops a church into our hearts in the middle of the day, brother, I will pause, amen, and say, God, touch brother and sister Samson and the lighthouse, amen. I pray that you'd give them increase, God, that you'd give them healing, God, that you'd help and strengthen them and give them revival. So I'm believing with you. We're praying with you. Somebody say amen. Amen. We've got about 58 slides. Uh, amen. We're not going to spend uh, five minutes on each. Guaranteed. Uh, amen. We're going to go be going through this quite uh, quickly. Uh, amen. And uh, so uh, with that in mind, brother, for some strange reason, uh, amen, and it's probably because I'm still on Eastern time. I've got 9.15 on my computer, so some of you want me to dismiss you right now. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but uh, we, we're just going to about, if you could give me 45 minutes or so, uh, amen, I want to dive into this tonight. This is, this is pinnacle. This is important. This is not to just be a filler. As a matter of fact, brother, this is more important than three years ago because it's about three years ago. Uh, amen. Things have transpired in the last three years that if you would compact all of that together uh, in some decades, 10 years, you wouldn't have as much happen in 10 years that have happened in three years. Amen. We're living in the closing days of time and we're headed towards judgment like a bullet out of the end of a gun barrel. Amen. We're heading, amen, at that kind of rate and speed. I do believe, and I know I've mentioned it, and we're going to be talking about eschatology tomorrow night. There's still going to be message and preaching. We may not even do PowerPoint. We're not exactly sure. Amen. But, uh, uh, amen, we're living in that day. But this is, this is pinnacle. This is important. That foundation, that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. So this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, and this is Brother Peter, this is the Pentecostal preacher, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. And he goes on and says, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. How many know what he's talking about? This is, amen, what we would call the Old Testament. Amen, the New Testament wasn't even woven together yet. It was being written right there. Amen, the holy prophets. And of the commandment of us, the apostles, and the Lord and Savior. So he ties that together, Old Testament, New Testament, things that are being written right at that time. Amen, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days. Now, this is awesome because I believe we're living there. Amen. Anybody believe that we're living in the last days? Amen. Scoffers walking after their own lusts. Now, notice some of the things he mentions first. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? How many know that that is what's happening right now? There's such an illusion, such a deception, such a derision Amen. They don't know the right and the left. It's like Nineveh. Amen. They don't know the right or the left hand. <laughs> For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. <clears throat> so nothing has changed, they say. Amen. There's nothing in the kaleidoscope, amen, of what we're experiencing in humanity, amen, from the beginning till now that has changed. And that's not so. We've gone through the chronological seasons and the reasons, amen, that the King of Kings has put forth as this colorful canvas, amen, of the Bible from A to Z, Genesis to Revelation that's being fulfilled, amen, to every jot and every tittle. 
It's powerful. Somebody say powerful. <laughs> amen. Next scripture, brother, if you could. Uh, amen. And I know we jump into the slide right here. This is 2 Peter 3 and 5. It says, for this they willingly are ignorant of. So this is the scripture where I want to land tonight as the text, as the terse verse. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. So he brings, amen, this unique creation story. Brother Peter does this. This unique creation story, amen, and ties it to our present situation. In the last days, they're going to be scoffers, amen, after their own lusts, and they're going to be what? Willfully ignorant. And he ties it into creation and how that Genesis is the foundation that we need to adhere to in the midst of what's taking place in the last days. So, brother, what we need is the fortification, amen, of creation. And let that be our motivation, hallelujah, to have an answer for those that are willingly ignorant. Right. Willingly ignorant simply means I want to be stupid. Can I put it in our vernacular? Hey man, look at your neighbor and say, don't be stupid. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I know some of you just wanted to get that off your chest. You've been wanting to say that all day long. <laughs> oh, I might become part of a tomato pile in just a moment. <laughs> amen. But you'll find that here, brother. Amen. Don't be stupid. So tying this together, amen, I want to dive into this tonight. Here it is, brother, if you could. Amen, we're going to that second slide. Uh, and uh, thank you, brother, so much. I'm going to be just kind of pointing back at you and forgive me. Uh, amen. I am one to pull the mic away because we're just kind of uh, sporadic here. So I'm going I'm to try to swallow this tonight <clears throat> so that the recordings are better. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. So the mind, uh, and, and of course, there it is, proof of God, questions atheists, hate to answer. Amen. Biblical authority in action. And of course, there's that scripture again, willingly ignorant. Thank you, brothers. <clears throat> Amen. Next slide. The mind of the skeptic. Amen. The mind of the skeptic. So somehow, brother, we've got to get in <clears throat> the mind of those that are doubters. The mind of those who say, uh, brother, amen, uh, this is kind of some nano strata dinosaur thinking, uh, old grandma, amen, phonograph crank kind of, amen, laundry on the clothesline kind of yesterday. Amen. Somebody say, oh no. This is just as relevant today, amen, as it was when it was written, amen, 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. So somehow we've got to get into their mind and understand, amen, the skeptic or the septic thinking, the stinking thinking, amen, of what's going on. How many want to do that with me just for a moment? Now, in a little while, I'm going to have a couple of rooms. There's going to be 101 and there's going to be 102, and we're going to school tonight. Is that okay? Amen. So uh, let's go there uh, just a little further. Uh, amen. It says, how do you know God exists? And how many know that's the, that's the pertinent question of today? How do, you, how do you know that God exists? Brother, though it's plastered everywhere. Because even the book of Romans talks about, amen, we are without excuse just by the things that we see. And I just shortened that tonight. Amen. Just by the things we see, brother, we should know that God is who he says he is, that he exists. 
Amen. So let's go a little further. Here's some of the typical answers that we have. <clears throat> because my mama told me so. Amen. How many know that's not going to fly? They're going to look at you and say, oh, yeah, <clears throat> we were expecting that one. Amen. How about the next one, brother, if we could? Amen. Because my mama told me so. Typical answers again. <clears throat> because I have faith. No, don't be wrong. That's the right answer. As a matter of fact, the last one was the right answer because we need to remember what our elders have given us. This is also a right answer because I have faith, but that's not going to fly with them either because they don't really believe in this kind of floating faith that's just out there that you can't grasp or see. That's just some kind of mental ascent that you've accepted. Amen. So they're not going to receive that as well. So let's go to the next one, brother, if you could. Faith is the beginning of reasoning and not the end of it. Now, this is what I want to answer them, and this is true, but how do we do that? How do we say, amen, faith is the beginning of reasoning and not the end of it? Let, let me just look at it this way, brother. Sometimes, brother, we want to start out with science. We will go, and some of us have already uh, have studied this and are learned in it, how that those uh, somewhere in the Jurassic layer, we've conducted a study to where, uh, amen, the Tyrannosaurus Rex and the dinosaurs of some 600 million years ago, <clears throat> yes, they were destroyed by some meteorites, uh, amen, and um, we, we give it a label and you've got Mesozoic, Jurassic, and, amen, every layer there, but how many know that's all a theory? That's a Darwinism kind of construction, <clears throat> amen, but it's just, just a theory. None of it is proven at all. Amen. So we, we try, and it's okay, brother, I, sister, I believe in that. It's okay to uh, blurt out, amen, that did you know that they discovered dinosaur uh, with real live flesh on them? I mean, it may be dead, but there were still uh, certain muscles, uh, tendons, cells that have not yet decayed to dust. They're still there. That is an impossibility if it was 600 million years ago. Amen. Now I could go on and on, brother, the layers, amen, and how that you'll find a disruption in the layers. You can even take the Grand Canyon, <clears throat> for example. There's a disruption there, brother, within the layers that prove that more, more so it was probably because of a great flood on earth versus, amen, some kind of catastrophic happening or a big bang and something happened over millions of years which caused the layers. Now, I could go on and on, and I love this kind of stuff. Amen. We could take you as if it were to creation museum and back. Amen, brother. I, I, you forgive me. Even in my office, I've got a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton in there. I, I've got stuff that I've even got from the cave of a coal mine, which shows imprints of a plant that was there. Uh, amen. Sitting on my desk. I, I love strata. I love archaeology. Amen. So my, we could almost wow you with some of the stuff that's really out there. But that's not our, that's not our uh, purpose here tonight. I'm just saying, amen, we could start with that. And we have the temptation to start with the science and then later the word of the Lord. We'll put the word of God later because if all else fails, well, I best, I best scramble and go to the book. I got to go to the book. When it's okay to start here. Oh, wait a minute, Brother Mar Mar like you just said, you don't tell them that your mama, papa gave you the story. You don't tell them, oh, I've got faith in this. Oh, wait a minute, this is, what I, this is how I want you to advance in how to 
Amen. Answer an atheist. Is this okay? Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, help him out. He's going to help you out. (laughs) Amen. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Amen. The the duel, now I want you to get, brother, if you could hold on to that. Thank the Lord for those that have got a Bible next to them tonight. That's awesome. Amen. The duel between Christianity and atheism is the most important in the world, even right now. Somebody has said it, brother, you said it, I think, tonight, that once you let the doctrine go, everything else goes. And it's so very, very true. But part of our doctrine is Genesis 1-1 as well. That if we let the beginning go, how are we going to come up with a true ending? Amen. How many know that the seven feasts of the Lord are the tick-tock clock of God's chronology in everything he does? Amen. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, or, or unleavened bread, amen, first fruits. And then, of course, you have Shavuot, which is Pentecost. And, and, and then you've got Yom Kippur, or, or the Feast of Trumpets, then Yom Kippur, and then the Feast of Tabernacles. And all of those, amen, are specific in the timing. How many know God has already fulfilled the first four feasts prophetically? Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits is the death, burial, and resurrection. And they happened right on the day. Pentecost is fulfilled. The fire fell. And that feast was fulfilled right on the day. Holy Ghost fell. So the last three feasts prophetically will be fulfilled. Amen. Feast of Trumpets. He's coming back. Yom Kippur. Israel will repent. Amen. Feast of Tabernacles. He'll tabernacle amongst us for a thousand years in a millennium. Oh, somebody say yes. So God's got a time clock here, and I'm getting ahead of myself for tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, it's hard to hold this down. Praise the Lord. But the duel between Christianity and atheism is one of the most important in the world. Because if you don't have a firm foundation, everything else is going to be unstable. It's like building your house on the sand. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go ahead. Thank you, brother. Amen. So there's a glittering generality that the world uses in, 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 a, in a kind of intimidation. Amen. And there's no proof of these general statements, but how many have heard in the media, it could have been at school, it could have been on the job, <coughs> you racist. When, when sometimes, brother, there's no race involved at all. And you're going, oh, am I a racist? Amen. Anybody with me there? Homophobe? Oh, Yeah. When it comes to my kids, amen, I'm going to make sure that there is a caution concerning such. Because it's scientifically proven that that's a destructive lifestyle. Now, I could go on and on. Bigot, prejudice, hate speech, my, that's a big one. Amen, just because you stand for something, you hate. You hate. No. Amen, I love you, but I hate your doctrine. (laughs) Amen. I don't like, amen, what you're, you're, you're representing. So these are uh, just glittering generality with no proof of general statements or from these statements at all. They're just spilling them out. Amen. The, the gender situation. Uh, brother, all of this socialistic, doctrinized uh, indoctrination using this little fuzzy buzzwords to try to make us think a particular pattern. And I'm going to get into something just a little bit, but go ahead, brother. So when somebody then condemns your set of beliefs, doesn't mean that they don't have their own. So please stand on that for sure right away. 
<clears throat> then when they start blurting these out, brother, recognize they have their own set of beliefs as well. They believe something themselves. And you can ask them, <clears throat> what do you believe? And maybe then you could say, you're racist. <laughs> no, not really. <clears throat> Amen. So we want to. But we can begin to understand something. Go ahead, brother, if you will. <clears throat> so the main thing is intimidation. Intimidation. We hate to be intimidated. And you don't have to be intimidated no longer. Because you'll have an answer for an atheist by the time you leave here tonight. Is this okay? And this is foundational. Thank you, brother. I hope I can use it someday. No, most likely you use it tomorrow. Anybody with me? This is important. Thank you for investing in this revival. Amen. Enough. Amen. So the saints of God can get a handle on this subject. Amen. God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Amen. I'm not born to fear or intimidation. <laughs> Amen. So I don't need something. Amen. That has no evidence backing it at all to make me fear or be intimidated. Here it is. Go ahead. Brother, so religious, now this is Joe Blow's skeptic. <clears throat> religious belief is irrational, amen, uh, because of the utter lack of evidence for God's existence. Now this is just Joe Blow skeptic. Put the name in there that you want to, amen. He's not Holy Joe, he's just Joe Blow. And so there he is. Look, notice the piece there, utter lack of evidence for God's existence, when there's evidence all around them, okay? Thank you, sir, amen. Give me evidence of God, says the atheist. How many are, are almost just so fearful? I, I, I mean, pew-gripping, white-knuckle fearful, somebody's gonna say, give me some evidence. Oh yeah, how, how many are just, uh, my pastor's numbers right here. <laughs> Amen. Brother Caleb's right here. Amen. Call him up. Amen. Amen. Uh, how, how, you know what I'm talking about. Let's go forward. Amen. So how many would love to know tonight that evidence is not the issue? If you had a documentation of the step-by-step -step proof of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and, and in many ways, brother, we really do, we can bring to you archaeology. We can bring to you topography. We can bring to you geography. You can bring to you historicity. Amen. Of all of this that have happened, would you believe? And guess what their answer would be? Absolutely no. Wait a minute. <clears throat> if we gave you all the evidence and all the proof right here, they're still going to say no. Amen. Why? Let's go. So, see, they believe belief in God is not only irrational, it's dangerous. And here's the kicker. It must therefore be eliminated. So, somebody here, don't underestimate, amen, the danger of an atheistic evolutionary kind of viewpoint. It is not just there for confrontation, amen, it's there for your annihilation. Because you're... Your, your very instance and stance causes them to be convicted. They like you less and less the more and more they believe in that. Is this all right? <clears throat> Brother, I could talk about it of all the Jewish hate 
that has risen anti-Semitism in the world today. It has been fomented and groomed by universities and schools over the last decades. Now there's lawsuits that are fixing to take place. People are leaving colleges. Professors are being shaken up, and rightfully so. Something's got to give. Something's got to stop. <laughs> Somebody say yes. yes. But this is the kind of battle that we're in. Hey, brother, it's not just what we can see. It's a battle that's underneath the surface. It's more of a spiritual battle than anything else. Oh, it's not just good and evil. It's truth and evil. That's where the battle really is. Because they hate truth. Let me go for a little bit of substantiation. Go ahead, brother, if you will. How could more, I, I just want to throw this out. If, if you hate what I'm doing, how could moral absolutes and one day being accountable to God be a bad thing? How could it be a bad thing, amen, when your kids, amen, are sitting on pews loving God and singing songs, amen, and they're drug-free, alcohol-free, shacking-up-free, amen, problem-free, and the police ain't looking to lock them up and put them in jail. Come on, somebody. How many thank God for a lifestyle? Amen. Oh, and serving the Lord. You got the best thing on this side of heaven. Serving God is beautiful. You want lack of problems, serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. There is, brother, there is in the heart of man, amen, to seek after his own way, but the end of it is destruction and death. And thank the Lord for those that have chose, amen, the narrow path instead of the broad way. So there it is. How can it be bad? How can it be bad? The evidence is true. Go, go sign up about a job they're looking for you. They're looking for your children. They want people that'll stay there. They want people, amen, that are righteous. They want people that'll tell them the truth. You missed work today. Where were you? I was sick. No, you weren't. <laughs> Amen. Go on and on. Thank you, brothers. Here it is. Amen. So I have this in red because this is the kicker. Look at your neighbor and say, this is the kicker. <laughs> Write this down, if you will. Now, I, before I say this by Mr. David Hume, <clears throat> amen, I want to say, in essence then, brother, to start with the word of the Lord, not just to say, well, I have faith, but we can start with the word of the Lord in room 101 instead of going to the science room in room 102. How many know you can stay in this room without having to go to that room? When we're tempted to go to this room and talk about, amen, uh, uh, little Dusty the dino, amen, or whatever, and, and, but we can stay right here and talk about Genesis and the book of Acts and Second Peter. So I'm going to get into it, but watch this. This is Mr. David Hume. This is what's happening here. <clears throat> we really have no good reason to believe that the world outside of us resembles the perceptual images inside of us. That's the bottom line of the confusion. <clears throat> In other words, can I break it down to say this? That... We don't believe that the world outside of us, I can see a pew, I can see a wall, I can see a pulpit, I can see the flame on the wall. Amen, resembles the perceptual images inside of us. In other words, I don't have to take it for face value, brother, that this is a nice curved piece of wood. Amen, that's actually an elephant tusk. Well, those pews are more expensive than you thought. <laughs> oh, anybody have ivory in the house, hallelujah. But there it is, they, in other words, I can believe that's anything. I can, I can believe that this is actually, amen, a, 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 a horse leg or something or 
whatever you want it to be. So whatever it is doesn't have to match what I'm thinking on the inside. They have that freedom. Why, brother? Because nothing is knowable to them. <laughs> nothing has solidity. Amen. There is no truth. Therefore, you can create your own truth. That's the atheist. That, brother, if they don't believe that, then they're not an atheist. And you can, oh, hallelujah, this gets better. Somebody say amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. Let's go a little further then, brother. Amen. So I got about four questions, maybe five, that I want you to write down. These are the important stuff. As a matter of fact, brothers, once you've written this down, take it home and slip it into your Bible. Amen. Because I believe you're going to use it in the future. Is that okay? Amen. So you, you take it this, brother. And, and, and brother, can I use this again? Amen. Is it impossible for the God of the Bible to exist? Now, this is, this is the reason I said you can stay right here in room 101 instead of having to go to the dino room, amen, of 102. We don't have to talk about the monkeys. We don't have to talk about the, the, the missing vertebrae. And, and we don't have to talk about, brother, how the, amen, we were created from some hot and dead ocean floor somewhere that they believe <laughs> and floated around for a few millennium because cells bumped into each other. And then for some reason, we got one fin and we spun around for a few millennia. We got two fins and we finally could go somewhere. <laughs> amen. And then after that, amen, the, the two fin little creature, amen, got a, some kind of a, 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 a swimming fin, like a tail in the back. And then the swimming fin, after he was, had find, finally some direction after a million years, <laughs> amen, it brother, then becomes a tail. And then brother, he says, hey, there's a piece of land out there. So I'll jump on the land, some kind of amphibian, some kind of lizard-like something. And all of a sudden, amen, this thing loses, uh, amen, the scales uh, and uh, walks on two legs. And then brother, it becomes some kind of gorilla. <laughs> and the gorilla becomes uh, a chimpanzee and the chimpanzee becomes a monkey and the monkey finally shaves and becomes a man. <laughs> Amen. From goo to the zoo to you. We got a problem with that. Now we could bring them to that room and say, hey, <laughs> Amen, this is impossible. Couldn't happen. My daddy isn't a monkey. Amen. How many know what I'm saying? And brother, we could also tell them, I mean, to believe in evolution would be like having a rusty junk kind of junkyard, amen, and, 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 and all because a tornado goes through the rusty junkyard in a moment after the tornado flies out, amen, a professional F-16 jet fighter because it just randomly came to pass. Yes, <laughs> No way, could never have been. It took intelligent design, ID. Anybody got their ID tonight? Yes. Amen, we need intelligent design. But I'm not asking you to go to that room right now. And thank God for that. You need that room intelligence. Yes. But you don't have to leave 101. You can direct them right to the Bible and it's gonna shock them out of their little atheistic socks. 
Amen. And you can say, is it impossible for the God of the Bible to exist? What would they say? Anybody got an answer? They can't say no. Or they're not an atheist. Because anything is possible. What I perceive on the inside may not match what's on the outside. So they're expecting anything's possible. Anything can change. If they say Amen, the Bible can't exist. They're putting, amen, as if it were a nail in the coffin of their atheistic beliefs. Because anything is possible. So they've got to say, well, yes, it's possible. Go ahead, brother, next question, if you could. It's in green. Here it is. <clears throat> is it impossible for the Bible to be what it claims to be? <laughs> Again, they're going to say, no. Amen, it's not impossible. The Bible could be exactly what it claims to be. I'm in a book from Genesis to Revelation written by 40 authors from a diverse arena, amen, of, of, of men that have come over centuries of time, yet the synchronism, amen, of the book ties in so beautifully. One complements the other. Prophecies come true. Poets, amen, got it right. The songwriter, amen, sings the songs. It's not impossible. They can't say no. It's it's impossible. They can't do it. And you didn't even have to leave your Bible on the shelf. Come on. I'm going to get the picture. You're armed already. Brother, you don't have to go home and pick up some science. I mean, 101. This thick of a book. You mean I've got to learn algebra? Brother, I failed. In my ninth grade year, we moved from Oslo, Minnesota to a little city in North Dakota, amen, to Bay City, Texas, back to Oslo, Minnesota in my algebraic year. And I lost algebra altogether. I barely know what two plus two is. Not that bad. I mean, I mean if you... How many can do it? You take, you take the trigonometrical figure that comes in from the left, and then you take the algebraic numerication of a 3.14 pi, and then you divide that out, and then through the circumference of the geometry and the trig, amen, that happens, and when you pull the N and the R, which equals, amen, the, the syllabus and the sustenance of the, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it sure sounds good. Come on, somebody, yes. Say yes. yes. It's impossible. No, brother, they got to say it's not impossible. You've already got them. To, to, that's what we have. They want to lead you to 102. Let me kafafle you over there. Uh -uh. Thank God for that. I love that side, brother. 102, I won't, I won't spend hours. But I can stop right there and say, word of God is true then. It's possible. To an atheist, it's got to be possible. Go ahead, go ahead if you will. How many slides? I probably, <laughs> I said I wasn't going to spend five minutes per slide. Amen. How many packed the lunch here tonight? <laughs> Could the God, look at this third question. Could the God of the Bible reveal, reveal things to us in such a way that we could be absolutely certain of them? Whoa. Notice the way that you framed that question. And they would have to say, yeah, the God of the Bible could reveal because anything's possible. If, if something's not possible, they're not an atheist. In other words, it's not knowable. It's not possible. So there's got to be a sliver of something out there that says, you Christians might be right. Or they're not an atheist. Does this make sense to somebody? Go ahead, brother, if you will. <laughs> Amen. So fourth question. I love this. <laughs> you know, 
Could you be wrong about everything you think you know? Ask that to, question to an atheist. And I'm not downing atheists tonight and such were some of you, but now you are washed. I don't know where I would be today, brother, on the doubt factor and reject God factor if it wasn't for him touching my life. But could you be wrong about everything? And they have to admit I could be wrong about my atheism. <laughs> now who's doubting? Now what is intimidating who? And you didn't leave room 101. Is this okay? Yeah. All you did was ask them four questions. Go ahead if you could. Thank you, brothers. Hallelujah. And in, in other words, I don't know anything and could be wrong about everything is Mr. Atheist. He's got to say that. Aren't you glad as being a one God apostolic, you don't have to say that? Who's more sure? Who's got the upper hand of the conversation? This is not just winning, amen, the conversational battle by Zig Ziglar tonight, but I am just saying, saints of God, amen, that you can say, I know that I know, and I'm not wrong about what I know. And I didn't have to even leave 101. Woo, somebody say 101. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead, brother, if you will. You'll forgive me. I'm just getting a little, this is supposed to be teaching. Atheism has no basis for knowledge. To admit knowledge is to admit that there is a God. That means something's knowable. And if something's knowable and sure, then that means I'm accountable. And they don't want accountability. I can't, I can't be accountable. So the excuse is, is nothing's knowable. I'm willfully ignorant. But blue is blue and red is red. No, it's not. But a male is a male and a female. No, it's not. I've got this little, <sighs> amen, doubt in my mind that what I perceive on the outside may not be what I'm perceiving on the inside. It's a crazy doctrine. But we're living in an atheistic world right now. You want to know why things are bumping around in the bureaucrats, in the government, in the religious philosophy systems of this world? It's because we're living, amen, exactly as Paul wrote to the Romans 2,000 years ago. That's where we are. Amen. How, how many can appreciate some of the tackle in your, in your little kit? That this is your survival kit to help you answer. Amen. In the last days. Somebody say yes. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Watch this. So, scripture. Here is Romans 1. I don't want to take too much time. But because that they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened professing themselves to be wise they became here it is fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things so I can worship anything in mythology and get away with it in their minds wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust now notice notice what Paul says God did he ties in this lust somebody say lust Amen, gave them up to lust and cleanliness, lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. And I love Paul's ending here. He walks softly. I even hated what I said, so to speak. So blessed is his name forever. Amen. I, I believe it, it's almost like, how am I saying this? Amen. But sometimes you got to preach it. And, I, 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 and thank God. Amen. Amen. 
lusts of their own. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Amen, watch this. Atheists, this is the key. This is halfway through this seminar about right now. Atheists become atheists because of their desire for sin. That's the last thing. It's not a head issue. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. That's what it is. That's why, brother, they're not looking for evidence. You can give them all the 102 that you want to and thank God. Maybe it'll convince some. Amen. But, but brother, they're, they're not looking for evidence. They don't want to believe God because their heart doesn't want to believe God. I don't want to believe him because then I'm accountable. And that means they're sin and that means I don't, I can't live according to my lust and they have a love for sin more than a love for God. That's the bottom line. Go ahead, go ahead if you will. Knowing this first, and here it is again, that they're coming the last day scoffers. Here it is, walking after their own desire for coffee. Oh, or man, they're just uh, really hip on hobbies and collectibles and antique stores and they're just misusing their time. And No, no, lusts, uncontrollable desires, not good things uncontrollable desires that push God out of the picture and they become their own God. You want to know what woke is? Is replacing God with the God of self. That's exactly what woke is. The woke need to wake up. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, brother, if you will. Watch this. So science without good philosophy distorts and stunts our growth. True. In its best unaided science, or at its best, unaided science results in idiot savants, or, or, or you could say idiot talent, talented idiots. Without having truth with science, true science, amen, or the truth, the Bible is backed up by true science. And true science proves the Bible right. Intelligent design, brother, without it, we're just intelligent idiots. <laughs> this is by Mitch Stokes, a shot of faith to the head. <laughs> I mean, they're one french fry short of a happy meal. They're one taco short of a platter. Come on, is this okay? Yeah, you could go on, but, but this, we need a shot of faith to the head. <laughs> okay, go ahead if you will. Truth of God is not a matter of belief or unbelief. My, this is so important. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you can take a picture of the picture, feel free to take a picture of this picture. You gotta put it in your picture form and print it out and put it into your Bible. Write it in your Bible right now. And then write it on a note. Truth of God is not a matter of belief or unbelief to them. It's a matter of acceptance or rejection. I want you to get that statement. You've got to get that statement. Truth of God is not a matter of belief or unbelief. It's not, oh man, I, I believe this brother. No, I don't believe this. To those that want to walk in the lust of their own sin, it's a matter simply of acceptance or rejection. Because you've got to believe it. The proof is here. The proof is in the pudding. Brother, you don't talk about the human eyeball that's got about a million and some cones in one eye. <laughs> Count that. Cells don't just bump together. You've got to be virtually insane to believe that this body is not fearfully and wonderfully made. Now I know brother, we're living in a fallen world and decay is still happening and so bodies fail. But in its perfect stance, it was so perfect. You wanna know, Jesus said, I lay down my life for the sheep. 
What are you preaching, preacher? I believe Jesus the Messiah would have never died. He never had the talons, as it were, telomeres, amen, in his cell structure that would have made him decay because he wasn't fallen flesh. Jesus would have still been here today. (laughs) Without a Calvary, he couldn't have died. His heart was to beat forever because he's the second Adam without sin. I hope that's not strange doctrine, brother. I'm I'm, I'm just saying Amen. But he, he gave his life. Yeah. So it's perfect. Brother, the, the, the whole structure of, amen, this flesh and the anatomy, it just blows my mind. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and so let's go ahead, brother, just a little further. <laughs> Pardon me. So here's kind of the fifth question. This is in green again to just help us remember. If I could prove God to your satisfaction... Would you worship him? If I could prove God, I mean to the T. Here he is. Open the door. (laughs) Woo! The fire, the flame, the image, the angels, the hearts, the trumpets. Woo! All the senses are plugged in. There he is. Would you worship him? You know what their answer would be? No. Because they want their sin more than God. That's the bottom line. I'm going to be so thankful that you can worship. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Praise him in the morning. Praise him at the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Ooh, let everything that hath breath praise his mighty name. Let all creation, let the stars dance. Let the waves roar. Let the trees wave their branches. Let the wheat fields go back and forth. Praise him. Amen. Worship. Go ahead, brother, if you will. There is a difference. I'm going to shift gears just for a moment. And this is how even, watch, watch this right here. This is how in the Christian realm, things are slipping in to make even those that believe the truth kind of believe a half-truth just so that we don't offend the atheists. Okay, here it is. This is a book by Jim. Jim and Casper go to church. I think you can still order this. There is a difference between certainty and confidence, they write in the book, of hope. As followers of Jesus, we put our faith in a set of beliefs that we choose to think of as real. Whoa, anybody catch that? We choose to think they're real. (laughs) How many are here tonight because you've just chosen to think that Pentecost is real? Brother, it don't matter what I think. I don't have enough, <laughs> I don't have enough tacos on the platter. <laughs> Amen. Brother, brother, humanity, sometimes the wheel is spinning and the hamster is dead. <laughs> Amen. I, I mean, I mean the, the, brother, they carry around a full six pack, but they lack the little plastic thingy that holds it all together. Lights are flashing. Amen. Gate is down, but the train ain't coming. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting carried away. Here it, we cannot prove any of them, they say. That is why it's called faith. Oh, what 
bothers non-believers, these professionals say, is when we assert that we know something. When they know that none of us can know anything until we die. So, brother, I'm wrong for saying, I know, brother Peter preached the gospel message is true. I know God is. I'm kind of wrong, and I offend non-believers when I say, I know. Well, then what in the world? Why have faith at all? Hello? And, and by the way, we're not going to know anything until we die. How can they say that? They're not dead to find that out. Thank you, Brother Adam. You're the third Adam here tonight. Praise God. I hope the story I bet my, watch, watch this. I hope the story I bet my life on is true. <laughs> Would you write that in a book, Brother Samson? I hope, I hope that for the 40, 50 years of serving God, 60 years, amen, that I bet my life on is true. I hope, you better hope, amen, says this is the hope. This is the blessed hope. You gotta know it. But neither Casper nor I will know for sure. Casper the ghost. We'll know for sure until, I'm sorry, both of, until both of us are dead. Again, how are they going to know? How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, son. I'm having a good time, whether you are or not. Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead, brothers. I'm, I'm not even, I, I'm just trusting. Okay. So do we believe then, saints of God, in a probable God or in a certain God? It's certain. Look at your neighbor and say, I know that I know that I know. No, that's why you can shout. That's why you can sing. My, this isn't some uh, uh, plastic Pentecostalism. This isn't Weight Watchers worship. This isn't some, come on somebody. This is the real meal deal. I know that I know. Neither life nor death nor angels, principalities can separate me. You don't run to the chopping block because you doubt what you have. You don't put yourself in Romans, or excuse me, Hebrews chapter 11 and sawn asunder or whatever, amen, because you think. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's a certain, it's certain. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Thank you. See, it's almost like saying, I had a wonderful marriage. I'm hypothetically here. I had a wonderful marriage that lasted 27 years until I found out that my wife wasn't real. I love serving God for the last 40 some years but I found out he's not real what? no I found out she's, she's really not there I, you know what I perceive <laughs> hello? that's how silly it is this is how crazy some of this is stay in 101 you can hang on to the word of God brother you don't have to let this go I word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to his word. His word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the divide and asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow. It is a discern of the very thoughts and intents of our heart. That's the word. But I found out it wasn't real. No, no. Somebody say, oh, no. Go ahead, brother, if you will, praise God. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8. We know all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Somebody say yes. 
Go ahead, brothers, if you will. Amen. Proof of God. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm kind of done. I'm two-thirds through, I think. Amen. Proof of God. Without God, we can't know anything then. It's the truth. Atheists will agree. You can't know anything. Not at all. Isn't that just a fantastic life? <laughs> I'm Mr. Stupid. Amen. Go ahead. But we do know, and they know that they know that the knowable is knowable. Because they obey this. Well, I mean, they're supposed to. Amen. How many know what I'm saying? Oh, we know too, but <laughs> yeah. This 55 is kind of evangelistically speaking, you know. Let's keep it spiritual here. But they know this. They know this. There's still facts in the acts of life. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Empire State Building still there. It is as tall today as it was yesterday. It uses as many inches of pipe as it was yesterday today. Amen. They know that there's an assurity there. It's in New York, city of New York. It's still there. It's an assurity. They've got, things are knowable is what I'm trying to say. They're knowable. And they know it's knowable. So you can't be an atheist really anywhere. There's not a real atheist. Not really. Because there's knowable things. There's sure anchors in life that are unmistakable. Try breaking the 55 rule after a while. Wow. And you're going to have some kind of bubblegum machine come behind you. Anybody with me? Get real bad, they'll put you on some nice, beautiful, amen, vertical metal pieces. Amen. And, and serve you some kind of food. How many know what I'm saying? Okay, go ahead. So here's a little quiz. All knowledge in the universe. Now, this, this, this pie is all the knowledge in the universe. But how many see the little green sliver at about 12 o'clock? Suppose you thought you had 1%, and that's the 1%, the green sliver is 1%. Suppose you had thought that you had 1% of all knowledge in the universe. Now, how many, how many could, let's just hypothetically, how many believe you could probably know at least 1% right now? You know 1% of all the knowledge in the universe. I mean, I mean, y'all could. We all could. I could, you could. Some of you might be 1.5. Somebody might be 0 0.5. <laughs> My, this is, brother, it's a Pentecostal paradox when the preacher walks on thin ice and gets him in hot water. Hallelujah. <clears throat> but you've got, you got to see this. Go ahead. So, is it possible that out of the 99% of the knowledge that you do not have, that something could contradict the 1% of the knowledge that you think you have? Is, that, is there a contradiction? Let's say, you know, sister, you know 1%. But the other 99%, you found out, oh, no. That proves that some of the 1% I was thinking was right is wrong because when I, here it is, I look at the full spectrum of things, I understand better now. How many can agree with that? Yes. It's, it's kind of like a marriage. I think I know my wife, but today I found out I don't. <laughs> or vice versa. Who's he? <laughs> 
<clears throat> we teach marriage seminars too, brother. Praise God. <laughs> oh. and, and, and so, yes, it can contradict. Amen, what you think you have. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. What's this? So if you could be wrong, even with the 1%, then you really don't know anything. Okay. How many believe that you could be wrong with your 1%? Just lift your hand. Then all those that lifted their hands, you don't know anything. Except this. Watch this. Oh, I like this. Go ahead, brother. Amen. We must therefore conclude that you would have to know everything in order to know anything, right? You'd have to know the whole spectrum. Or you must know someone who knows everything in order to know anything. And we have to be tapped into the one where knowledge comes from. <laughs> that means it's knowable and we know something. I bought the truth and I'm not going to sell it. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I don't know about you, but that's revelatory to me. And I didn't even leave room 101. <laughs> How many want me to talk about dinosaurs for the next hour? I didn't think so. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Atheists have evidence of God then. They stub their toe and they feel pain. So they know, amen, things are for certain. It's the truth. They know. Empire State Building, 55 miles an hour. They know, but they want their sin. Humanity wants the lust that Romans talked about. Amen. Paul and Peter talked about the last day scoffers. Amen. Up to the lust. It's lust. It's a heart matter, not a brain matter. How many get it? Yeah. Amen. How many have an answer for an atheist right now? Yeah. Ask them the four questions. Yeah. Amen. And find out what they say. See if they pass the test. You can tell them you're not an atheist then because nothing's knowable. And anything's possible. That means the word of God could be possible. Because if it's not possible then you're not an atheist. <laughs> oh, anybody with me in the cheap seats? Yes. Oh, yeah. Amen. Watch this. Then we know for certain, watch this. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They're corrupt. They've done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. If you get a chance, your homework is Psalm, 14, Psalm chapter 14. Read it later. It's an awesome chapter. Amen. But it says that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You know what that is in Hebrew? Can I give you the Hebrew name for the word fool there? How many know that there's four different fools in the scripture? In Proverbs alone, amen, there's four different fools. And one of them happens to be, and this one here is not the other three. You can study this. It's an awesome study. Amen. But the one here is Nabal. How many remember Nabal? Nabal had Abigail. Amen, David was the sheep shearer. He said with a handshake and a smile, I'm going to watch the sheep, sir, for you. Amen. You can count it all, my man. Everything. Your periphery is guarded. Amen. You don't have to worry about a, a guy that bumps off a giant. He's going to take care of things. Amen. The ADT system, I got it said. You're, all, you're okay, buddy. I'll take care of your sheep. And he does. And then it's sheep in time. And David said, hey, guys, a couple of you go to Nabal and said, hey, we're a little hungry. We need some clothing for the winter. And Nabal says, no. Because he didn't help his brother that's on the horizontal. Brother to brother is horizontal. Because if you don't love your brother, you cannot love God vertically. If you don't love your brother horizontally, you can't love God vertically. Amen. Amen. And you become a fool if you don't love your neighbor as yourself. 
My brother, I'm sorry, I just threw that theology in there just real quickly. Praise God. I mean, brother, there's a whole message on that. But I'm just saying, there is none that doeth good. And you're a fool if you say there is no God. What does it tell you? They are corrupt. It doesn't say, well, they're nice guys, but, you know, maybe they'll. No, they're corrupt. They're lusters. They're sinners. They want their sin more than they want God. That's what puts the fool. Nabal was a fool because he loved his stuff more than he did. Amen, the king of kings. Go ahead. Praise God. I'm, amen. God is not the conclusion then of our argument or apologetics. He is the foundation. We don't start in room 102. Let me tell you about little Dusty the dino man. And then we bring, okay, that didn't work. I'll use, amen, the word of God here then as a conclusion. No, we start right here. This is where you can start. Then, then amen, add a little dino to it. <laughs> is this okay? If you need a little substantiation, it's okay. Amen, but I'm telling you, you don't have to leave the book. Come on, you're the people of the book. Amen, the word is written. It's the truth. It's the foundation of them. Thank you, sir. Amen, let me hasten. The end of all, this is humanism, and this is the definition. The end of all things is the happiness of man. The reason for existence is man's happiness. That's humanism. Be happy, brother. Whatever makes you happy. You can destroy a whole nation. Be happy. Because there's no God. You're not accountable to a moral standard. <laughs> Do whatever you want to. You can be a petty this and a petty that and whatever you want to be. Amen, because there's no moral standard. And when they say, no, we can't do something like that to kids, then they're stealing from a Christian platform. So much of what they do is off of our platform. It's an extension off of God-given beliefs. You've got to say, no, 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 don't use our platform. Explain it the way you know it. So the reason for men's existence is happiness. Go ahead, brother. So opposite of that is Christianity, which says the end of all being is the glory of God. It's not about me. It's about him. And when it's about him, then I can be happy. Because people don't want to be happy without God are never really happy. It's, it's like some of the elite right now. The elite have so much money, it's coming out of their ears. Where they're tired. They don't have... Nothing else thrills them anymore, so they got to use the world as some little video game and pretend that they can control it. And this is where we are. Why? Because they're humanistic and not giving the glory to God. Go ahead, brother, if you will. The most important thing is what comes into our mind when we think about God. It is for us or is it for his glory? But Mr. Tosin, and that's the thing. Whatever I do, I don't care if it's playing guitar, I don't care if it's preaching, I don't care if it's construction, I don't care what it is. Washing dishes, if you please. Is it for his glory or is it for my glory? Is it for me or am I pleasing the Lord? Hallelujah. Go ahead, if you will, brother. Amen. So the atheist says, how can a good God allow such wickedness in this world? And I've got to throw this in for a moment. How many ever heard that? How, how, how with all the wickedness and all the things, people are hungry, they're starving. Amen. In all the world, creationist says a natural, if natural forces brought a corrupt world, why aren't you mad at the natural forces then? Don't be mad at God. Be mad at the natural forces because you don't believe in God. If that, if that bush is giving you problems, curse the bush. 
or the tornado that's coming. But at the end, it's always, it's God's fault. Amen. Go ahead, brother, if you will. So here's some answers. These are just little tidbits. Can a good God exist with suffering at the same time? You better believe it. Pain is a sign that something is out of order, and that's where we are. Something's out of order. That's why there's things happening. For instance, in Israel today, my heart goes out, even for what we would call the Palestinians, some of the innocent civilians, amen, that are perishing. And yet at the same time, this is the most moral army in the world, the IDF that's fighting. It's lower in the 21st century than any other army, amen, that ever fought in this century. And I've got graphs to prove that. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. Amen. But it proves that something's out of order. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. And aren't you glad he's coming back with a trumpet? Amen. And he's going to straighten it out. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Oh, hallelujah, soon and very soon. Oh, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the king. No more dying, no more crying. Come on, somebody, can you shout hallelujah? And I want to say, brother, and I'm getting ahead of myself. But if the tribulation started today, if something happened in Israel, amen, when they struck the covenant and they agreed, and poof, according to Daniel 9, bam, it started today. We got seven years till that song comes to pass. A mere simple seven years will go by that fast. And we're going to see the king. I know there's rapture. I don't want to get, I, I know, but, 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 but just, I'm just saying, base value. I didn't mean to get it. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Praise God. The atheist wants to know about the problem of evil. My answer to the problem of evil is this, says Greg Bonson. He says there is no problem of evil in all atheist universe because there is no evil in an atheist universe. It can't be. If there's no God, there's no evil. Since there's no God, there's no absolute moral standard. Thus, nothing is wrong. The torture of little children is not wrong in an atheist universe. It may be painful, but it's not wrong according to them. That's goofed up. That's mixed up. Amen. Go ahead, if you will, brother. I'm just, just brass tacks. You can only have that in a scenario in a theistic universe, and therefore, the very posing of the problem presupposes my worldview rather than his own. Since we can prove, and I've already said it, they have to live off of our platform to say there's something moral. Because there should be no morality with an atheist thinking. Because there is no evil to compare the good with. Because there is no God. You've got problems when God's not in the picture. Go ahead, brother. Amen. I'm wrapping up. Real fast. Fluid identity. Let no man deceive you that by any means that for the day shall not come except there come a fallen away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's Second Thessalonians 2 and 3. He's going to be revealed and very soon. Go ahead, brother, if you will. Amen. Fallen away from being what? Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Amen. From being what you should be. Could it be in the Greek there that the falling away means something like this? Thank you, sir. Go ahead. Amen. Something like this. Falling away from being. That because of atheism, amen, you can be anything. 
the mentality is you can think you're anything. I reject this idea. Hello, somebody. Because it doesn't exist. Well, I can change myself. That's nothingness. You'll never change the ID. Uh, amen. The DNA. Because when you stand before the king, amen. If you were a woman down here, you're a woman up there. If you were a man down here, you're a man up there. Period. Go ahead, brother. I got to hasten. So for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work and only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. Amen. God will restrain the things. Amen. In other words, I'm not... Could I just simply say this? I'm not going to worry about it, saints. Not in the sense, amen, that everything's going to implode or explode. No, truth will stand until the trumpet sounds. Somebody say hallelujah. You can bank on it. You can count on it. Amen, truth will stand. Don't get shook up. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Praise God. Thank you, sir. That's ESV. But let me close on this. Amen. How many knows what these are? What was that, brother? Legos. <laughs> they know what Legos are. What's going on here? But you know what? I know. I know what Legos are. I played with some of them. I got a daughter, amen, Mariah, that when she was in her teens even, she built Lego things. Lego, brother, I mean, she bought Lego things. And I, I remember when the kids were real small, brother, I know what Legos are. It's walking in to pray for your children when you have bare feet and the lights are off. It's like, oh, 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 they think you're praying through while you're coming. Anybody with me? Yes. I know what Legos are. But how many remember the boxes? Just a bunch of Legos. There it is. Go ahead, build something. How many remember that? I don't know if you remember that. Amen. Do you know that Legos almost went out of business? They almost went out of business. And a long story short, one of the men on the platform of the administrator said, give me two weeks. Let me think this through. And he did. And he came up with what? Go ahead, brother. He came up with this. So why? Because of all the tech that was coming through, Legos were getting boring, and they had to use their imagination. So I just don't want a freelance Lego kit. Uh, what do I do with this? Because we're so tech, frogs jumping on lily pads just to get through the lake, or amen, uh, 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 amen, something's jumping on something just to get across the road. And that's minimal stuff. Now they got Halo, and <laughs> I mean, they're using, brother, it feels like you're in World War II or three or whatever. Amen, they've gone ballistic. So what are you saying? Legos became boring, so let's give them kits. And so, brother, now we have construction. Here's the hole. Here's the mast. Here's the sails. Put this piece here. Here's the color. And it's at the end, and you go, wow, look what I have done. And you really didn't do anything. You didn't imagine anything. In other words, because of tech and the fast-move pace in the race of time, we've lost how to be imaginable and creative. And we've been influenced. So Legos tells the story of where we are in this world. We live in an, an improved Lego society where we lost our capability to imagine and to think and we depend on something else for us to do so. Anybody with me? 
Somebody's got to shake out of that mentality and say, wait a minute. I got to think for myself. I don't want to just think like an AI. I don't want to, there's no God. Oh, really? No. Amen. I'm going to think for myself. I'm going to dig into the word of the Lord. I'm going to understand that I can take what he's made me. He can use my hands and my feet and my brain. He can use, I can put and go get them back in our young people again. Let's not do without this spiritual application of imagination. Church, let's get up. Let's get up. Let's get real again. And don't get me wrong. My, this church is well functioning. I mean, you've got brittle and brownies and Bible cuisine and singers. These kids tonight, these young people, it's like, wow, I love this. You're, you're preparing them. They're going to be the next chorale and choir. They're going to leave this church in singing. When your voice is fading, there's going to be increasing. And somebody's preparing them. Is, is this okay? Only these young ladies. Oh, come on, all these young men. Things are happening in the house. Get ready for the next 50. <laughs> you keep putting your hands to the plow. And don't let a deadbeat, atheistic mentality, lazy, slice of Laodiceanism, amen, capture your mind and spirit and hold you back. Serve God with all your might. And when you've done all to stand, you continue to stand. Woo! Somebody say yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is supposed to be teaching, but woo! Some of us have sat so long you've done growing sprouts. You're pew potatoes. Keep moving. Some of you can't run the aisle, but at least go like this. Do something. Nod your head with the beat. Do something. Is this okay? You might want to close your mouth. Flies might... Anybody with the preacher? Hello. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not raking on no I'm not trying. I'm just saying, imagine what it would be if there is a God. And that's the only motivator. Can't be for myself, brother. 80% of you would not even be here in the realm of doing things if God wasn't in the picture. Some of you were at bar stools, alleys, crack, marijuana, weed, on and on. And where would you be now? You'd be an ill-motivated, deadbeat somewhere. <gasps> to imagine it. And look at you now. This is so awesome. God is so good. And you are so special. You're so important, saints. I told Sister Nalakai, I said, let's pray. I said, thank God for the love of people in this ministry. And Sister, I never want to give up on loving people. I'll look at, but I remember when I was in Russia, we got on, the, we got on this, 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 this bus that we were on, and there was this homeless man. At least he looked homeless or he was in need, and... And, and just on the other side of my glass, because I got in and I was going to sit down, and there he was, and he turned toward the bus, and I could see his face in the anguish and practical tears. And my, I just started crying right there. 
the one that was leading us through, I mean, the Heritage Foundation and the Heritage Museum that's got pictures from Rembrandt and, 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 and Da Vinci. And, uh, uh, we, there is artwork that would blow your mind in Russia. And the tour guide began to cry because she remembers in her history when the, the SARS were no longer and socialism and communism took over. She cried and the tour guide People, my heart goes out to Israel. I think I, I lost sleep when that attack happened on October 7th. Brazil and, 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 and Greece and Syria and Jordan and Egypt, the United States of America. We're going to hell in a handbasket, we could say. And we're going to be intimidated by some stupid doctrine of atheism. When you got the best thing, don't ever, don't ever walk out and say, I don't know. You know. Stay in that room. Hold the word of God dear to your heart. And there is no devil in hell that can walk on the Jesus in you. <laughs> Brother, I got to finish. Just go ahead. I, I think that, do I have two slides? I think I have two. Two. Thank you, brother. Flee also. Here it is. Youthful. Lust. I mean, that's a theme. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, and them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish, navel stuff, and unlearned questions avoid. Know that they do gender strives, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle with all men. Have to teach. We love them. We love the atheists because there's just one little thin veneer between us and them. All they got to say is, give me a Calvary. Be patient. Amen. Instructing those that oppose themselves even. If God peradventure will give them unto repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. It's right there. Just a veil. Just a veil, church. Just a veil. Invited one young lady. Amen. At a restaurant today. We're all at the table. She seemed excited. She might be here tomorrow. I thought maybe she might be here tonight. Maybe she is. I'm sorry. Amen. But maybe tomorrow. Maybe next month. Maybe when we're not even here. Get ready, saints. Because as things come into the press, people's hearts are going to say, I need God in my life. And they're going to look for a lighthouse. And guess where they're going to find it? Right here. You expose that card. Brother, you know, what I, you know what I think you ought to do? I don't know. You don't have to do this. Amen. How many ever heard of vitamins? Yeah. Anybody ever take vitamins? Yeah. How about invite them in? Make some cards. Give everyone a pack of five. Every week you're going to pass out five cards. You're giving people vitamins. Yes. And you're exposing to this whole county. There's a church right here on, what is it, 86? 86. Whoa, 86. Pick it up, sticks. Hello, somebody. Amen. You tell them on 86 there's a lighthouse and God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost and set you free. People, people on a Monday night. Hallelujah. Go ahead, brother. One last scripture. How many ready to stand? Matter of fact, stand. Could you stand? Praise God. Hallelujah. John 1, 12 to 13. I hope I didn't take this too late. I'm so sorry. This is 7.30 we started. So good. Um, so good. So I'm, you ain't going to come tomorrow. 
Uh, can, I, can I read this last scripture at least? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe. How many believers? There is a God on his name, which were born not of just blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but you were born of God. Yes. You're not from some pond. You're not from some tadpole. You're not from some mucus saliva, from some T-Rex mouth. Come on, somebody. I mean, you're a real meal deal, live, living, breathing soul and son of God. Could you lift your hands and thank him, Sister Nolly? Just start singing, if you will. Praise God. Praise God. My, 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 my. Our God is greater. <laughs> Our God is strong. Yes, he is. God, you are higher Lift your hands. Could you lift them? Awesome and power, our God. Our God. Our God is greater. Don't come yet. Don't come. I want you to do something. Awesome and power. Okay, okay, sister, we're going to sing that again. But I want you to lift your hands.